Hope's Harbor, Gritty Bible Devotions by David Bradley. Peace. How does the atonement give peace? I want you to keep in mind the word atonement throughout this episode, because from the atonement comes our peace. Now, the atonement is the payment for sin that Jesus made upon the cross. His death on the cross paid for all sin. It cleared us of the sin nature and every sin ever committed, being committed, or will ever be committed. When Jesus said on the cross, it is finished, he meant the payment for sin was complete. And repentance comes in as a gift, but only after we recognize our guilt before God for our sin. It is an effect of salvation, not the cause. The key verse for this episode is John 14, 27. In this verse, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, I give to you. And so, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then John 16, 33, Jesus again speaking, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Peace in these verses is, by implication, it's prosperity, quietness, and rest. In the four Gospels, nearly every use of the word peace is used by Jesus. The devotion focus is Jesus has another gift to give after that of eternal life, that of peace. When the angels announced the birth of Jesus, they proclaimed to those shepherds in Luke 2.14, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. This proclamation by the angels of peace on earth and goodwill toward men was preceded by their announcement of the birth of the Messiah, the Savior, and Deliverer. Now, this proclamation contains the core reason for any real peace on earth, that being the Son of God coming to earth as one of us, which the angels also said was good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. Now, notice the angels said, all people. This negates false teaching, which claims only certain people will be saved. And while it is true that not all will accept the Bible's truth about salvation, here and elsewhere it is declared in Scripture, Jesus, that baby born in an animal pen in Bethlehem, came to save sinners. Listen to Paul in 1 Timothy 1.15. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptance, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am chief. And then in 1 Corinthians 15.3. For I delivered you first of all that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. But for whose sin did Christ die? In 2 Corinthians 5.15, the Bible declares, And he died for all, that those who live should live no longer for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Now, if Jesus died for all, then just who is the all Paul refers to? The answer is right here in 1 John 2, 2. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, and not for ours only, but also for the whole world. And then there's the condition to receive forgiveness. It is here in Acts 26, 18. 
to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. This brings us back to John 3.16 and 17. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Verse 17, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now, if you've listened to very many of my podcasts, you may recognize I refer to John 3, 16 and 17 often. And why do this? Because, and listen carefully, the supernatural peace John promised in John 14, 27, when he said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. And then again in John 16, 33, These things I have spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. This is only found by those who belong to Jesus, talking about peace. And the cause of this peace is the truth of having a new spiritual birth, as Jesus explained to a priest one night. The account is found in John 3.3. Jesus answered him, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And now for those who belong to God by faith in Jesus, dying for their sins, peace is available. And this peace comes through Jesus' death on the cross when he provided that atonement mentioned earlier, the acceptable payment to God for sins. The peace Jesus gives does not depend on circumstances. Although good circumstances can make for a measure of peace, but circumstantial peace, it just, it, fluctuates. It's fleeting. But the peace Jesus gives, besides being supernatural, it has a staying power. And now, can it be diminished, even eradicated? Sure, but the cause when that happens is found with us. I can begin to doubt, and I've done so many times. Doubt sways our mind away from the Bible truth and toward despair. This will destroy our peace, or at least the sense of peace. And it is not the Prince of Peace who desires that we lose what he gives. It is the Prince of Darkness and Death, Satan, who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So my encouragement to you is protect your peace by staying mindful of all Jesus gave us as a result of his death on that cross. According to John 19.30, his last statement on record from the cross was again, it is finished. Let me read that verse John 19.30. So when Jesus received the sour wine, he said, it is finished, and bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. This means the payment for all sin was and is complete. Our peace of mind is found in that truth right there. And when we believe this by faith, our destiny is secured through the new birth because we are safe. This truth alone has the power to give peace when meditated upon. In summary, it is possible to have God's peace when our circumstances are causing distress and fear. It is the peace found in the eye of the hurricane. But to have this kind of peace, we must trust Him regardless of the circumstances, those of the swirling storm. This takes resolute faith on my part and yours to look at the face of Jesus 
and not at the howling circumstances. The action to consider is replace fear with the peace that comes with forming a new mindset about your future, your eternal future with the Prince of Peace. Next week's devotion is long-suffering. This means patience. And yes, I know. You've been listening to Hope's Harbor, gritty Bible devotions by David Bradley. To get show notes, visit hopesharbor.net.